on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, weekdays from 9 to 11, right here on WKOM 1017. You never know who's going to stop by. One of the leading voices, certainly in the Southeast, on college football, John Bryce with footballscoop.com. We have with us this morning Mike Keith, voice of the Titans, TWSAA Executive Director Bernard Childress, New York Times bestselling author, author of Three Ring Circus, which dropped yesterday, Mr. Jeff Perlman, the voice of the Blue. Raiders Chip Walters joining us. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome Teresa Walker. High school sports is what we do, but it's not all we do. Don't forget about Top 5 Tuesday and Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Be sure and check us out from 9 to 11 a.m. on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. 1017 WKOM. Maurice and I would like to take a little time to thank Robert Rogers and all the folks at Parks Motor Sales for sponsoring the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast. When you need special treatment during your next new or pre-owned vehicle purchase, visit Parks Motor Sales at 919 Nashville Highway in Columbia or visit them online at parksmotorsales.com. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back again to Southern Middle Tennessee. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Barn and Joint. Thanks for joining us here on the Thursday edition of the show as we talk about high school sports as long as we can. And there's a lot to talk about today, including uh, Loretto's opponent on uh, <laughs> on Friday, uh, Clay County. Just want to mention this because it does kind of fit in the narrative of what we're talking about an hour or two. Uh, Clay County sent out a tweet yesterday that included a screenshot of a message from the TWSAA to Clay County fans. It says, please note, MTSU is allowing us to be on their campus for this tournament under the agreement that we will follow their mask mandate. The majority of Clay County fans and students today were not wearing masks in the stands and were not social distancing. If your fans cannot agree to wear a mask, we ask that they do not buy a ticket. Uh, TWSAA expects all of your fans to comply with this policy when you return Friday, so please communicate that with your school community. Uh, you know, I didn't notice, um, but not surprising, I guess. Um, they weren't the only ones. So They probably weren't the only ones, and so with that being the case, I'm not sh- I mean they they must have been the worst ones. Or <laughs> there were other notes sent out and did that not make public. public. That's probably what. Happened. Uh, I don't know. But I mean clearly someone from Clay County agreed with the assessment. <laughs> either that or they were like hey if we don't wear them we're gonna get to come back and do win on friday so yeah so. Uh, yeah that's 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 something right there that's, um that was pretty strong surprisingly i thought i, I just would not expect it to hear that uh, i would have expected that to be maybe a private conversation not that i disagree with it because, I mean, they weren't wearing their masks in public, so why would you make an issue? I mean, it's a public thing. So, yeah, it, it'll be interesting, and I'm sure a number of people will be taking note of 
the Clay County contingency's compliance or lack thereof tomorrow. So, yeah. Covington and Macon County finding no trouble. Shoot up. Oh, there's JP. He's gone. Is he? Yep. He's shaking his head. He's saying keep going. He's saying keep going. So keep going. Cool. So Covington and Macon County finding no trouble shooting from the outside this morning. So anyway, just want to let you know about that. Macon County has made two from about 29 feet, one of them from the MTSU logo, (laughs) and knocked it down. I was like, dang, okay. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so as we get ready for the AAA Girls State Tournament today, uh, one of the teams – who is scheduled to take place in in the tournament? Didn't know if they were going to be able to play or not, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. We've talked about it extensively on the show already. Arlington situation: they were removed from the the playoffs after an altercation following a game between uh, them and Dyer County in the region semifinals. Between a well, well, a coach's son, right. allegedly, and a Dyer County coach. Now we don't know what happened at all to instigate the the alleged assault. We don't know what actually happened between the coach and the coach's son. We don't know anything. All we know is that Arlington was dismissed from the playoffs, and uh, it appeared Collierville was going to. Uh, advance to the state tournament. Then a judge issued an injunction, and Arlington was allowed to play Collierville. They were scheduled to play on Tuesday, ended up playing on Monday, a game that Arlington won. And yesterday we got the final word on that, and to tell us more about it, we have John Varlis of the Daily, and Mem- Daily Memphian on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. Uh, John, welcome in. What do you have on the latest? Hey, good morning, Chris and Mo. Thank you for having me, and I'm I'm pleased to see that you guys have so many sponsors. That means your show's doing well. So I'm glad for that. Well, we try. Thank you. <laughs> we need all the help we can get. If you got anybody from Memphis that wants to sponsor us, send them our way. But um, yeah, I, I mean, you've been kind of front row to this whole situation uh, i'll pull up short of debacle but you know shed some light on this arlington situation for us sure i will um yeah you, you guys have recapped it pretty well and uh yesterday judge uh, judge jenkins ruled about um 5 30 in the afternoon yesterday there was a long day of deliberation on monday uh, you know lots of wrangling back and forth with the attorneys from both sides, lots of, uh, lots of cases, you know, presented into evidence that, you know, they felt were citing precedent for the, the points they were trying to argue and things of that nature. We heard uh, testimony from a couple of Arlington parents, each of each one of them testified for about 40 or 45 minutes. So, you know, pretty long day on uh, on Monday, and the judge took everything under advisement and said he would come back Tuesday and rule, and he did late Tuesday afternoon, and he ruled in favor of Arlington. I think the thrust of his ruling, Mo, was that due to the contract signed by Arlington High School as a, as a TWSAA member, you know, they 
the school signed a contract with the TWSAA to participate, you know, in the TWSAA. He ruled, and Arlington's lawyers were successfully able to convince him and make the case that the girls on the team were third-party beneficiaries of this contract and were therefore being denied their rights to participate in the state tournament by the TWSAA ruling, I think. You know, I mean, there's a lot more to it that he said, obviously, but I think that's, in essence, that's the long and the short of that. He felt like the TWA's decision was, you know, somewhat arbitrary. Uh, he felt like not being able to participate in the state tournament were denying these, these girls of their, their rights and their, you know, opportunities to be seen by, you know, college coaches and, and, and whatnot, things of that nature here at the state tournament. Um, so that was the first of it. It was... Uh, it was an, an interesting decision to be sure. Um, you know, having watched all the proceedings from start to finish, I honestly had no idea how it was going to go. So, um, so he decided, and, and Arlington is here or on the way here, <laughs> and they're going to play uh, Blackman at 7 o'clock tonight, and, you know, we will see how it goes. But, yes, it's been an interesting uh, week or so since the whole thing started on, uh, on March 2nd. What have you heard, John, about the incident? Do you know anything more than we know? Well, I, I only know what the you know what the TWSAA letter said to the you know to Arlington, and also I have a copy of the police report. I mean, you guys have described it accurately. There was there was uh, an incident after the game where the coach's son attacked the uh, Dyer County coach Derek McCord. Um, there's there's. There's two schools of thought. Uh, one is that he said something, um, you know, during the course of the game that the coach's son overheard and, 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 and that, you know, antagonized the coach's son. Another, there's, you know, also another school of thought going around that there was uh, some bad blood from an incident. Um, the two teams played back in December, apparently, and there was some bad blood and some stuff left over from an incident there. So, you know, you know, nobody's in question, you know, nobody disputes what happened in the parking lot after the game. Um, you know, nobody that I've talked to seems to know exactly what was said. I mean, I think you can deduce that it, you know, was probably one of three things. I mean, he, and, and I don't want to, I don't want to speculate, but, you know, you can probably deduce what he said and, you know, that might have antagonized the son to that point. And it, and it you know, it's a bad situation, but I, I'm not going to speculate on what he said. But you know, you can use, use your imagination the extent of what might have been said to pro provoke a kid in this manner. So, um, John, the the information that I've seen and and read and that kind of thing was was a little sketchy, but I kind of got the impression that maybe the coach's son was in a vehicle with members of the team when yes. this situation took place is there any accuracy or is there any possibility that that was the case and maybe that was the basis for the TWSAA's initial action exactly you're exactly right well the, the the TWSAA, you know, to 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 my knowledge, to my understanding, the TWSAA was not going to get involved um, until they determined that that at least one Arlington basketball player was involved. You have a situation where the coach's son does not attend Arlington; he's not a part of the basketball team. 
So if he causes trouble after the game, you know, obviously that's that's not an Arlington problem. Where it became an Arlington problem and a TSSAA problem, you're right. It was determined, um, you know, both in the TSSAA investigation and in the arrest report. So, I mean, this knowledge is, again, this is not in dispute either by either party. Yeah, the son was taken from a scene in a car driven by one of the Arlington players. And, and, and to my mind, at least, that's when the TSSAA felt like they got involved and it became a team thing as opposed to just, you know, a, a, a random individual not directly associated with the program, you know, causing problems after the game. You're exactly right. Okay. All right. So <laughs> that being the case, I mean, to my way of thinking, Arlington is not squeaky clean in this situation. I mean, it's not a poor us, you know, we didn't have anything to do with this. Why are we being penalized? Well, you had players that while they did not assault this coach were involved in the assault from the standpoint. I mean, I'm, who was driving the car? Because it, it sounds like to me that they were driving. They saw the coach. They got out. This got back in the car and took off. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, you know? one of the one of the players. Yeah, one of the players was driving the car. I mean, oh. I, I I could I could I could tell you who it was. You know, off the record, but um, that's okay. You know, I, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna name her because she's a minor. I mean, but yeah, her name mm-hmm. is the. Uh, is in the arrest report. And, um, yeah, so one of the players was driving the car. Um, and, and you're right. That's what makes it such an interesting case, Mo, is, is, you know, to what, to what extent, to what extent should the Arlington team, you know, be punished? Because, you know, talking to these parents, you know, their, their contention is, and, and, and let me backtrack. The, the, the injunction was filed by the parents on, on behalf of the players. So, so talking to it, a couple of these parents, you know, during the course of the past week and listening to their testimony and whatnot, you know, their contention is, well, we never, you know, we never fought, we never threw a punch, we never touched anybody, you know, why are we being punished? And, and you know, that is exactly right. They didn't fight, they didn't touch anybody, they didn't do anything in that sense. But, but like you, like you point out, they, are, at least one of them is definitely tied to the situation in, in the sense that they, you know, help the, uh, the, 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 the perpetrator or the alleged assailant or, you know, however you want to identify him, you know, escape the scene. So, you know, that's where it becomes a problem for the TSSAA. And it's just, it, you know, it, and that's what made it such a confusing and, you know, kind of thorny situation with, um, you know, and, and it's not as clear cut as a lot of cases. You know, a lot of cases we've seen, okay. though. You know, you got a team that fights, and and you got players out there throwing punches, and it's you know pretty straightforward. You punish them. This is a little bit, a little bit more of a gray area. So what you know, what responsibility does, does the Arlington basketball team bear in this situation? And you know, apparently the the judge felt like they they weren't at fault. You know, to to the point where they couldn't play in the state tournament. Could the TWSWA have? Um maybe mitigated some of this blowback by 
only suspending the person who was named in the arrest report, would that have been a, a better option for them in your opinion? I think there certainly, I think there certainly could have been some better options, Chris. Absolutely. I mean, you know, Arlington offered up some self-imposed penalties, um, you know, as part of their investigation and communication with the TWSAA, they offered up some self-imposed sanctions. Um, nothing was mentioned in regards to the player. They did offer up a, a suspension for, for Coach Shields and, you know, some other things that were, you know, relatively minor. And then the TWSAA accepted all that. But, you know, in, in Bernard Childress's statements to the Arlington principal, Chris Duncan, he stated that given the severity and, and the nature of the situation, he felt like Arlington's self-imposed things weren't, you know, didn't quite go far enough. And that's when the, the TWSAA came down with its initial hammer to, to put them out of the tournament and then put them on restricted probation for, for next year. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think if... I think if people had gotten together, uh, you know, on, on both sides and maybe offered up some sort of compromise, maybe offered up something with the player and perhaps, you know, something a little more stringent on, on Coach Shields, you know, possibly a lot of this could have been avoided, but they didn't and, and it wasn't. And, you know, and here we are. All right. Well, that is – what we know is Arlington will play tonight at seven o'clock against Blackman, and that's and that's the end of it. I mean that that's the that's the end all be all. So we are we're, we're playing this tournament tonight, and I'm, I will be curious to hear uh, any crowd reactions uh, to their team being in the state tournament. I, I got a feeling there's going to be some pretty loud cheers in Murphy Center when they take the floor. So, well, I, I agree, and I, I you know. You guys have been around for a long time, and I, I, I'd be curious to hear, just in general terms. I mean, I mean, what, what, you know, what do you guys think of? I mean, do you guys? Because to me, I feel like this case kind of sets a precedent. I, I, I kind of feel like it honestly mm-hmm. sets a dangerous precedent that the TWSAA, you know, any time they punish a school, no matter how valid mm-hmm. the reason or no matter how clear cut the situation may be you know, a group of parents could potentially get together and, 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 and take them to court and, and argue, you know, similarly to what the, um, the Arlington attorneys argued. I mean, do, do you guys think this kind of sets a bad precedent? Because I honestly do, and, I, and I'm concerned about how the TWSAA is going to be able to address future situations going forward that, yes. that might be a lot more clear-cut than this one. I agree wholeheartedly. Yes. I, I, think it def- I think it definitely takes – some teeth, so to speak, out of the TWSAA and what they're able to to do from a governing standpoint. I mean, you you laid it out perfectly. Anytime somebody doesn't like a disciplinary decision that the TWSAA has arrived at, you know, you take it to court. And um, I don't know for for lack of a better way to put this, John. I feel like maybe there is a bit more hostility toward the TWSAA in the Shelby County area. I mean, this is just the latest in a series of situations that have found their way into the courtroom involving a Memphis slash Shelby County area program and the TWSAA. 
Sure, sure. You, you guys had, I mean, you guys all know about the James Wiseman situation from a few years ago, but I mean, and you're right, Mo, there's always a sense of, of that in, in Memphis. There's always a sense of everybody wanting to, you know, quote unquote, stick it to the man and, and see the man get, you know, his comeuppance and that kind of thing. And, you know, but it, it, it's, it's a tough situation. And honestly, it, the whole thing was an, an unfair situation for everyone. It's unfair for, you know, it's, un, it's unfair for the, the kids at Arlington, honestly, to have to be on hold like they have been. It's unfair to Collierville, you know, like Chris mentioned, you know, trying to figure out what they were going to do. It, it's unfair to black men. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they didn't find out who they're going to play in the state tournament until, you know, basically 24 hours before the game. It's, 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 it's unfair to everybody. And I, I'm just concerned with the precedent it sets. And, you know, I certainly hope, um, I, I certainly hope it doesn't set a bad precedent where, you know, any, any decision that TSSAA hands down is, is, you know, just automatically going to be taken to court and, you know they're going to spend time in court litigating every every punishment they hand down because I, I you simply can't tie the TSSAA's hands when it comes to, to disciplining schools in, in certain situations. You, you can't do that otherwise you don't have an organization. One hundred percent correct, John. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today on Southern Mississippi Sports today on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, John Varla of the Daily Memphian. We appreciate your time. Thank you guys always. Thank you for having me. And uh, Mo, I hope I can see you soon, buddy. Sounds good, John. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast brought to you by Parks Motor Sales. Don't forget to listen each day live 9 to 11 a.m. on WKOM 1017 FM in Columbia. Also visit our website sm-tnsports.com for more local sports coverage in Southern Middle Tennessee.